This podcast has been brought to you by Four Eye Production. And now, let's start the show. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, y'all. We black like we never left. Black I am a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney P. And welcome back to episode 22 of The Culture Shop Podcast. 22, y'all. Uh, 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 22, y'all. Look, I started drinking yet and I'm already high. Put the glass down. Is that how old I look for real? Yes, girl. Girl, this this urban skin RX, I'm telling you. Wait a minute. Let me write that make down. Me a local Folks, because you're I'm, looking good. I'm Your skin is popping and glowing. Thank you. And you're I'm only using one of their products, and it's popping like this. They might need to send you the whole line. Listen, I t- other than this, but this is from Floesia. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, this is from Floesia. But I mean, girl, like Flo-tida. I was okay e to the Floesia. <laughs> it's been canceled, like Roseanne. <laughs> Okay, we're we gonna get there. A bit is canceled, but yeah, like I have been wanting to check it out for a long time, and I'm like, this stuff is fake. Like these people are not getting these good res- Like you know, you see like celebrities and stuff using, you like, oh, they probably getting a check. Yeah, but I wanted to use it, and this girl that I follow, she's not famous or anything, and her skin is popping. And <laughs> get it together we just started I can't her skin is popping and I was just like I seen her post about man I need my XYZ from Urban Skin Rx like, I can't live without this stuff and I'm like uh huh so that's what you're work. using uh huh and so I think we mentioned this before I mentioned it before they just got um, some products in Target and they're very affordable uh-huh. and I've been using it consistently probably for like only maybe like two weeks okay. two three weeks you put I'm me on. It. Yes, I girl, appreciate it. You got my back. So, um, let's get into this weekend in review. How did everything go? Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What did you do? Gosh, everything runs together. It really does. Just the Friday. weekend. What was Friday? Friday. Oh my god. It was the first of the month. Wake up. Wake up. That's why I ain't do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, why did I do anything? Oh, honey, because bills. Right. Um, let me see what happened. I don't think did I do anything. I don't think I did much. Like, sis needed some rest. Sis needed Said some the rest. Same thing. Sis needed to get her areas cleaned up. Sis had to catch up on the handmaid's tail because one of my friends. Wait a minute. Is the handmaid's tail back on? This or girl, just- season two is back on. Oh my God. Yes, it's back on. And you know how you had them friends who. I'm telling you, I'm no longer telling anybody what I'm watching. Right. Because if I say I am watching such and such, that don't mean to tell me the whole freaking plot twist. Right, because I, I haven't seen it yet. I love her, but 
She borderline ruined it. And I was pissed. And I was like, you just basically almost ruined it. She was like, I ruined it a little bit, but it's still more to come. I'm like, girl. It doesn't matter. So I did that. And um, yesterday I got out of the house some because I really didn't get out of the house all weekend because sis just needed to rejuvenate. I needed to stop. Like sometimes you just have to stop. Because if you don't, your body will take it from you. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so I just had to like sit down. Um, but I ended up going to one of my favorite restaurants yesterday because okay. everybody knows I love Mexican cuisine. Amen. And I went to Paco's Tacos and Tequila and got me some ambush scrimps because everybody know I love scrimp and everybody know I love bacon. Mm-hmm. And in this bacon wrap shrimp or whatever, tore it up. Nice. And then I went home and finished up the seasons that are on Hulu of The Handmaid's Tale. Then I took my butt to sleep. I love it. What'd you do? Something fun? I think I don't know. You know my my life runs together. It's Girl. not even like the days. My weeks run together. So on Friday, first of all, Friday was the first of the month. January, I mean January. Boom. Girl, no, we, no, we are oh my God. We are not going back there anymore. The room. Okay. So what I meant to say was June the first. So it's an opportunity to start over. So I was gonna start, you know, eating a little better. And I think I've done a good job. I went to the gym every day. Yes, since Friday, except for today. So I'm gonna have to make up for it tonight after we record. But I'm determined to get it in. Um, but the devil right away. It was National Donut Day, and when I got to work, they had sent us like a plethora of donuts, like. These amazing looking, huge, gourmet donuts. So much so that I had put them on my Snapchat. Like, listen, if you are in the area where I work and you are my friend and you follow me, just come. Why you ain't call me? Uh Uh-uh. You didn't want that. No, I didn't because I started my no junk food, no white bread. June 1st. That's why I said. Mm -mm. And I already feel better. And it ain't been nothing but how many days? That's what I said today when I came home. Me too. Like, no lie. I started on June 1st. I weighed myself. Y'all don't think I'm lying. I weigh myself June 1st. What's today? The 4th? Mm-hmm. I lost three pounds already. That's awesome. See? You just got to cut out the stuff that we love so much. Now, it does not help that we sitting here having but, um Bruh, when this is over with... <laughs> sister, when this is over with... What we going to do? I'm getting me somebody fried fish. I want the fish fry. I with want the some, white bread? With the white bread, with the, the mustard, and the hot sauce. Okay? You. White bread. You know what? I know a couple fellas that'll be going um, fishing in about a week. With some homemade two. slaw. That's all. And beans. Baby and then you beans. just let it get all dribbled on there. You just sop it up together with the bread. Country. You are country. country. That's what I want. And you know what? It's so crazy because every time I do something like... I eliminate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's instantly one thing that, that I crave. Yeah. Like same last year when I I did it for a long time. I, I went off of meat for a long time. I'm not a red meat eater. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go through a phase where I really just want a hamburger. But other than that, I don't have to eat red meat. As soon as I started a weekend, you wanted I'll, a steak. Oh, a steak, and I'm just like I don't even eat steak. Yeah, but I wanted it. And as soon as I started doing this in my mind. I just wanted some <laughs> fried fish. <laughs> so the thought of me being able to eat a big old fish plate yeah. is keeping me grounded because I know it's coming. It is. And I know it'll be snatched. Bow. 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 So, anyway. <laughs> tangent. But y'all love us for our tangents because we're having a conversation with each other and with you. Amen. That's what we do. 
So Ton actually met me um, on Friday afternoon. I think it was Friday. Man, I, my days run together. Maybe that was Thursday. I don't know. But we went to see Solo. Um, the Not Star Wars. No. <laughs> I can't stand you. The Woo! Star Wars movie. Um, and that was really good. And then on Saturday, I went to work out. So I told y'all I'm trying to do this every day um, thing or almost every day thing. If my body tells me it needs a rest, then I'll take it. But shout out to um, DJ Mike Check from Durham. Okay. And um, I think you know Michael. He used to be the DJ like when we would go places in Durham, like the museum, if they had a DJ there, or like the vault, if they I had a DJ there. You, you would definitely know who he is. So him, his friend Torian, I think they have one other business owner. They've gone in together and started this group, and they're doing something called Soul Yoga. And they've yeah. been doing it in Durham. Was that so the second? They finally oh, brought it. it. Yes, they finally brought it to Charlotte. No worries, because they're coming back in about two weeks. So okay, good. what we did was, um, it's a, you can find them on Eventbrite, but we went downtown on Saturday morning around 9 o'clock. It ended up being at Ink and Ivy, which I didn't know until Michael told me that it was owned by a black person. So that's pretty I did not awesome. know that, but that's awesome. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the little patio out there, we were all stretched out there, and we did the yoga there. So, DJ Fannie Mae was out there doing I the music, her. and you know she is bossy. Listen. It was so good. Not only is she, like, the bomb DJ, she is so pretty. Beautiful. I she just told my gorgeous. sister that today. I'm just like, this girl is so pretty. <laughs> like, she's beautiful. Enamored. I was enamored. Yes. I was just like, she's amazing. Oh my God, she's beautiful. Absolutely. Yes, so I'm glad we're on the same Hair, page. Everything. I'm just like skin, skin. She snatched. Are we fangirling? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we're fanning out. Oh, we're Fannie Mae. Shout out to you, DJ Fannie Mae. Like you're gorgeous. But um, also the yoga instructor. So she introduced herself to me at the beginning of the class, and I thought she looked familiar. But I'm sitting there doing the class, and she introduces herself to the class. With a different name. So, to me, she said, hi, I'm Mackie. You know, we shook hands. And I was like, man, she looks so familiar. Mm -hmm. When she introduced herself to our class, she was like, uh, I go by Mackie, but my name is Macarena. And I was like, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. You know I was. I was like, oh, my God. The episode of Moesha. Where everybody I do. I remember. Mm, see that tie right in. Moesha, Moesha, Macarena, the show. Boom. I like how your Pop brain works. culture queens. <laughs> Where's and black culture queens. Clink, 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 clink. Anyway, tell me so, about Macarena. After class, I went up to her and I was like, when I was um, in Durham, I was like, you were my yoga instructor. And it's so crazy because I used to go there at a day um, or a time during the day where nobody else would be there. And we would end up <clears> doing one-on-ones. -on -ones, but the room is like so dark. Sometimes you don't really, you know, get catch people's features. But as soon as I said that, she was like, you got braces. So, every, like, everybody, you know, was kind of connected in that way. Fannie Mae was there. DJ Mike oh, Check was gosh. there. You know, Macarena, she said she just moved to Charlotte. So, she's going to be doing more of those classes with her. So, I'm just looking for, I'm proud of them. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing more of that. And especially with knowing that, like, they're doing it at a, a black establishment. Yeah, or awesome. establishment owned by, um, so especially since we've been talking about entrepreneurship uh, a lot lately. I definitely want to support and like to see other black businesses support black business. So I thought that was pretty amazing. And then on Sunday, Saturday, I kind of just relaxed, kind of like you. I could feel my body getting ready mm -hmm. to shut me down. 
So I was like, yeah, don't do this to yourself. Just take a shower, relax around the house. I wrote some things that I needed to write, um, but that's about it. And then on Sunday, I had a day date and some bonding time. Um, <laughs> hater gonna hate. I am hating. <laughs> I'm telling you, frogs. Bullfrogs. I'm tired of frogs. It's okay. Listen, I know something you don't know. Do the frogs turn into princes eventually? No. Or a prince? Mm-hmm. No. I just got to find a prince. I thought you kissed me and turned into a prince. That's a fairy tale, girl. You better find you a prince to begin with. Girl, let me step on this. So, <laughs> Sunday, um, we went mural hopping on my date, which was really cool. Like, trying to find all the murals or nice murals in the Charlotte area. And we cut some blocks in Uptown Charlotte. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what just happened I don't know are you okay don't lie <laughs> Annie are you okay I'll have good. to turn this recording in for evidence if oh something happens shit. to you it went down the wrong way it was getting you, good I see <laughs> it's, it's more where that came from sip slowly oh jeez Louise sorry um, so I finally got a chance to eat at uh, Cabo Fish Taco, which was mm. really, really good and I watched the game and, and that was basically the weekend so, so who do you have in the finals Come on now. I don't know because you, I mean, I don't know which side of the fence you're on. You know what? I like LeBron, but I just can't rock with the Cavs. Okay. 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 Good, 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 good. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Fist bump. I'm going with the Warriors okay. too because I got to go for Steph. Okay. Of course. I'm North team. Carolina. All yeah. right. We, we going for the Warriors over here. As so much anybody's as possible. Li- anybody's listening, we're team Warriors in the finals because it looks like <laughs> they're going to be in it every year. So unless the Bulls or the Hornets are playing them. Team Warriors over here. Yep. So, what happened this week that interested you? First, before we go, because I want to use this we as a segue. Started. I'm tired. I know, right? So, but t- we did do two other things together. So, I know I normally complain. Oh, my God. I normally complain about not seeing you enough during the week. But this oh week, well, I said, got some time with you. You said started Friday. So, uh, I know. I know. You skipped over that. But we can reverse a little bit. So after we recorded last week, right, we got a chance to go see Special Ed. Yes, you forgot yeah. about that. Did you oh forget about that? Everything runs to freaking together. Everything yes. is running together. Um, that's how you know we busy. Mm-hmm. So Special Ed was interviewed by um, Carolina Style Magazine. Yes, there was a live recording, and um, we were. At you know, afforded the opportunity to go to that. I actually complained about going until I got there. So shout out to you. Acting like a complete. I did. No, I'm talking about when we got. There. Oh yeah, we did. I had to beg you to go, but then once we got there, we were acting like complete babies. Yeah, like I don't want to go. There. But it turned out <laughs> great. It was at uh, Lofton Cellar. Yes, and that was a nice little establishment. And one thing I can say is that, you know, like sometimes people's social media persona is not the same when you meet them in person right this was not necessarily the no. case at all he and was so cool so cool and it's just crazy because we've been friends on facebook for years mm-hmm. and he's very black okay he is extremely pro-black yeah but um relatable and you know approachable and he was the exact same way when we were there just exactly. cool like laughing talking Taking all kind of silly pictures with us, which we'll have to post to our IG. So that was so cute. It was. We had a a good good time, Um, and it was so crazy because a lot of older women, not like old. I don't want to say I don't want to offend anybody, but girls who are older than me, kind of maybe were like 
preteens and teens when I was coming up. Right. When I posted those pictures, they went crazy. Oh my god! They were like, "Oh my gosh, I love special ed. It was so fun back in the day. How do you mean special ed? It was just so funny to see them like fangirling out over special yeah. ed. And it was so cool to be in such an intimate setting because what maybe six of us total, six yes. or seven of us total were there. And I feel like we should be doing more of that. Absolutely, we will be doing more. Oh my of gosh, that. it was so fun. Yeah. Okay. Also, we had a busy week. We last did week. have a busy week. I knew it was something. I was like, I did something else. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. But we um, were able to see one half of my favorite Listen, rap duo. Let me tell you. When I tell okay. you, it was more like I already knew it was going to be good, but I, it was more than I expected it, really it to be. Was. And was sleepy. Okay, backtrack. I'm sorry. Big boy is who we're talking about. Yes. But then, Daddy, like... Daddy Fat Sex. Right. But then, okay. when he bought um, Sleepy Brown out, I was like, okay. Yeah, he... he okay. Sleepy Brown added to the flavor. He was so comedic, just in his mannerisms and, like, dancing and, like, interactions with other people that were close. And we were close to the stage, so too. So close. And if you are a Dungeon Family fan, you have to go and watch the organized noise documentary on Netflix even if if it's still on Netflix I hope but they kind of you know Sleepy Brown and um gosh I cannot think of his name it just it just slipped my mind but the people who founded Organized Noise they're responsible for that whole sound and they talk about how Outkast came along and how Goody Mob came along and Sleepy Brown and Organized Noise they're responsible for Waterfalls Yes. That's theirs. And so it that documentary was hey. just it was just awesome. And so to be able to like see them that close, which I was able to see Outcast perform, but it was raining. I wasn't as close and I just need a do-over. Right. Um and so I don't know if that will ever be in the cards for them to at least tour again because Big Boy is open, but it's Dre who I don't think is really into doing that anymore, exactly. which is his choice. But it was awesome, and I mean, I was practicing my photography skills or whatnot, and Sleepy Brown reposted your picture. Like, no. nice pic. I was like, yeah. So dope. I, I mean, it. you caught them right at the oh. end. It was like right at the end when they did Kryptonite, and then they were like, boy, stop. And yes. they, they pointed or whatever. Kryptonite was high. It was. Certain songs, I couldn't believe I was, like, literally jumping up and down in the air. Like, um, when they did Bombs Over Baghdad. I was about to say that. <laughs> I almost lost it. Bombs Over Baghdad. Even when um, they did um, um, Spotty Audi, Dopalicious Angel. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go up for that. Because that's, like, one of my absolute favorite right. outcast songs. Like. <sighs> Not only them, but um, KP the Great was there, the DJ. Yeah, he was banging. Who has. Um, written for a lot of your favorite artists. I want to say, God, what song was it? Not Loyalty, but something else he said he wrote on this last album for um, Kendrick. Really? Yeah, like, I I missed some of it because I was so excited, but he was there with Scotty ATL, and then they stayed the next day. I know I'm going. we're going on and on about this or whatever, but the performances were really good. Yes. There was, I feel like there's another guy, um, I know the other DJ that was there was uh, DJ Bishop Don, and why do I want to call the other guy Renegade? I don't know. I don't know. The one who had a long set before um, Scotty ATL? Yeah. But anyway, everybody was To good. me, that guy's set was better than Scotty ATL's. Because Scotty ATL only did two songs. Okay. And then left. And I want to correct this. It's Rico Wade. I cannot think of his name. 
right. Rico Way, Sleepy Brown, and Ray Murray. But if you haven't watched that Organized Noise documentary on Netflix, please do go watch it because it's eye opening. Just yes. the way that these huge moments in music come about from some of the like simplest means, like just yeah. simple things. And then we have waterfalls, and we have outcasts, and we have Goody Mob. Like it's crazy. Right, out of all of that. Out of just that, all of in, that came. In somebody mama basement. That's yeah. why they call the Dungeon Family. Like, it's just, it's just like, now see, stuff like that to me is just like genius level stuff. Okay, we're not going to get on that. I'll okay. it again. But anyway, we had a great week last week. Great time. So I just, I, you know, that was, that couldn't go without mentioning Mm-mm. that we were able to do those two things. We're going to have to post a blast. pictures to okay. our, to our IG. Now that we've talked about it and it's not like old news. Right. Um, so what else happened in the world this week? Well, ABC obviously stands for a bitch is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go okay. ahead and talk about it. Beloved. Oh my God. Okay. Beloved. Okay, so Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals BJ. BJ. That was the tweet. From 65-year-old Roseanne Barr, who we've grown up watching. She just got a reboot that is now canceled. Canceled. Along with the syndicated version of her old shows. Really? You didn't know that? No. Oh, my God. Okay, so. I I didn't know that the older, the reruns, like from the original Roseanne too. Mm -hmm. Good for her. It sucks, though. Okay, so that tweet was in reference to Valerie Jarrett, who, if you guys don't know, is a former White House advisor to... Um, President Barack Obama, who, you know, we know. Smart lady. highly intelligent. She's black. She was born in Iran. And um, it's no secret, I think it may matters worse, that it's no secret that Roseanne does not really care for Barack Obama either. Uh -uh. Or Jewish Um, people. Exactly. So she apologized to Valerie, and I'm doing quotation marks in the air. I know it's been a while. All Americans by tweeting. And I'd like to read this verbatim. I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me, my joke was in bad taste. She later tweeted, don't feel bad for me, guys. I just want to apologize. This is after she found out her show was getting canceled. Um, I just want to apologize to the hundreds of people and wonderful writers, all liberal, and talented actors who lost their jobs on my show due to my stupid tweet. So, um... ABC president Channing Dungy had wasted no time. She wasted no time letting us know that that show was X. And Channing Dungy is a black woman. Exactly. Um, she she must have forgot. My thing is, it was it was far time for Roseanne to receive some repercussions for the things that she does. Absolutely. The things that she says. Like I still, and and what I wish would happen, which I feel like it does happen is for people of other cultures and races to have the same sentiments that I have for people who are not like me and the things that they've gone through. For right. instance, when <clears throat> Roseanne um, did a photo shoot where she was dressed as Hitler and she had um, cookies on a cookie sheet that were in the shape of like gingerbread, like people. Yeah. And like some of them were like burnt and she was putting them in an the oven, like simulating the Jewish like, people being burned. That makes the, me want to drop the F-bomb. Like, why right. the, would you do like, that? Like, why, like, mad. from a humanistic standpoint, I can't 
I, I will never understand. Never. Like, what is funny about that? Like, this stuff really happened to But what's the girl that got canceled um, because she had, she did the bloody head of um, Trump? Redhead lady. Yeah, the comedian. I can't but think she, of her name. Kathy Griffin. Yeah, she can get in trouble for that, but you can't get in trouble for this? So, it was far time for her to... to Overdue. To, yes. And then what I think is funny is... That's that's the thing about people. You say all you want to say when it's all funny and jokes, and then as soon as you get called on the carpet, you start copping. Please, oh, I was taking Ambien, and the the pharmaceutical. Oh, I wish I um, had that pulled manufacturer up. that um uh you know that produces makes Ambien, Ambien uh-huh. was like you know Ambien is known to produce a lot of side effects, but racism, racism is, is not, not one. one of them. I love it. It is definitely not. No, that's how you feel, and you think it's funny, and you think it's a joke, and. You've been caught on the carpet. The person that I feel the worst for are, like you said, the actors. But I'd Wanda be Sykes. I for her at the door. I feel bad for Wanda Sykes because Wanda Sykes is the head writer of the Roseanne show. Exactly. And it's just like she cannot catch a break. Like, That's this true. Was That's huge for true. her. This was huge for her. But one thing I do think that is, I think will that be they good. will probably find something for her though. Well, what I read today, what I think was on Vanity Fair. Um, they may be doing a Darlene spinoff, which everybody loves Darlene. Every, she's the show. She's the show. So they may do a Darlene spinoff. Do you remember when so. she was a teenager and I think she went off to college? Was it her that went no, off? No, it was, it was a sister. sister. And okay. it was a new one. And then everybody, when she, when came, she came there, in, she was like, like, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was very clever. Now you have to really have watched Roseanne to, to remember understand. that. That's true. But, yes, but it was so clever and it worked. It really worked and it was funny. But that's the thing. That's what I didn't understand. They had her husband, um, or her Mm ex-husband, on, I think it was CNN, talking to Anderson Cooper. I love Anderson. He's one of my, I have like a crush. I think it's that icy hair. Yeah, it is. Um, Just talking about how she didn't used to be this one. I'm like, how do we all love this show? And she was like this, but he said she, she hasn't been like this. She got into the conspiracies and... You know, Obama is not born here and Hillary Clinton is a pedophile and all of this craziness she got wrapped up into. My God. Um, but I feel bad for that. And this is the only other thing I want to. This is the only thing I have now. I commend Mrs. Dun is Dungy 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 for taking a stand for what is right. But if she has that ability to cancel Rosie Ann, which she should have. Mm-hmm. And this is ABC. Why was that episode about blackish with the NFL protest? Why was that so controversial? Like, why couldn't we see that? They talk about everything else. That's worth. Um, that's worth investigating. And it it may not have been like you know everything has tears, right? So it may not have gotten to that point. Like mm-hmm. they were calling for the cancellation of Roseanne quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same scenario. I agree that we should have been able to get that episode, but it just may have never reached um, Channing yeah. Dungey. Yeah. Okay. This is, this was big. Like she immediately came out and said, um, Roseanne's Twitter statements, um, are abhorrent, pungent, and inconsistent with our values and we have decided to cancel her show it was almost immediate the abc you know removed all they removed all references of the um the reboot for the series and viacom pulled all the reruns of the original sitcom so i'm just quick i'm glad and i'm not saying that any any form of racism is better 
but I'm glad that they got pulled yeah. on on her comments about a black woman. Yeah. Because, bitch. Right. Who we got to fight? <laughs> who we got to fight? Who else want to F with Hollywood Court? Okay. Because we will show up and show out. <laughs> and I used to, I was all excited for Rosie. And this is when I was a kid, you know. But I remember, remember she was big and then she lost a whole bunch of weight. And I was like, oh my God, Rosie lost yep. a whole bunch of weight. She looked so good, you know. It was a good show, period. <gasps> You can, we cannot take that away. Like, it was a no, great show. No, that was, and if anybody says that it wasn't a good show, you lying. Because I don't know a person that did not like the Roseanne show. Right. Because they were relatable. They weren't rich. They were just your neighbors from down the street. Right. So. Um, I have some good news. Okay. Serena Williams won her first yeah. Grand Slam um, in the first round of the French Open. With a cat suit on. <laughs> Little black cat suit on. Come on, Catwoman. It was the first major tournament since 2017's Australian Open. If you'll remember, she won that while she was eight weeks pregnant with Junior. Yes, daughter. Come on, daughter. Come through. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else excellent happened? Oh, Russell. Russell and Sierra. Did you see the news about that? Yes. Now, they're... Investing are going to be part owners of a baseball team, right? Yes. Russell okay. said Portland is the next, um, or he thinks that Portland is the next great major league for um, baseball. So him and Sierra joined an investment group to become owners of a brand new MLB team. So, Which is right up his alley because that's actually what I think he got a scholarship for at it NC is. State. It was baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's right up his alley. And why not secure your your future, especially as a black man, in a league that basically tells you to shut up and do what we say. Right. Why not go ahead and make other arrangements to set yourself up to be owning something, okay? Boom. And baseball, and that's the thing. If I have the a son, money is in baseball. I want him to play baseball. And it's not as dangerous. It's not as you can play until you're 50 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can play forever and, and make all of this so all that money. much money. You you still have like you know, you don't all that wear and tear on your body, you know, pose the risk of CTE and all of that kind of stuff like yeah bro just do that just do that so um kudos to to Sierra and Russell yep I got one more thing okay and then I'm gonna let you go um not let you go you gonna let me are you are you kicking me out no never I mean you can move in if you want to okay that listen I understand (laughs) but Um, what I'm paying now sis sis got listen Rent got me considering going on over there to cameo. Okay. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, well, we're gonna be strippers. Honey, sugar bears somewhere. <laughs> not stripper. Not I sugar mean bears. not sugar bears. But listen, I be contemplating because sis got peeled. I was like, maybe, maybe I should have done that. Never mind. Another girl. Discussion. I'm telling you, bottle service. You see these? <laughs> bottle service. Y'all can't see, but she can. Listen. Uh, all the tips. Let all me tell you, of the tips. I know this is probably going to get back to my mama, but my mama used to be like, man, you should have done something with those. Yes, <laughs> my like, mama tells me all the time, I'm like, girl. School, man, and you're a, gr- a good bartender. She was like, you, 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 you should have done man. something with that. That's true. Sis, we're going to get this money. By any means necessary. Um, But speaking of investment not group. Not all means. That's true. I stretched Because I'm stingy with my good again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, but speaking of investment groups, the Tulsa Real Estate Fund in Georgia is a black, uh, is based in Georgia and it's a black investment group that is pulling their money 
And those who wish to invest, basically, to combat gentrification. Do you hear about that group? Yeah, because I think um, Jay Morrison is a part of that group. Uh-huh. The guy and, the, and his wife, actually, um, who started the whole buy, buy back the block campaign. Uh-huh. So good for them. I think that's what we have to do in order to um, establish ourselves again. It's not that we're not, but it's only a select few. And if all of us are not bending together and pulling each other up, then, I mean, it's like crabs in a barrel. But I just get anxious about those types of things when you think about the incidents that happened at Black Wall Street. That's true. You know, it's scary. But it doesn't, it, I mean, it definitely does not mean that we should, should not slow, be slow Mm-mm. to um to have those opportunities or create those opportunities again. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, you're just going to have to, like, back off, like, because we're, we're going to keep coming back. Yeah. Um, Bigger and better. Yep. And if you guys want to know more about them, um, you can log on to TulsaRealEstateFund.com. Since I think they're definitely still taking investors. So, I have some good news. Share. First of all, to segue into this, I just want to say, were you able to listen to Big Frida's album? No. Oh, my God. Oh, oh why didn't you just text me my and remind God. me? I added you on Instagram. Did you? Yes, Jasmine responded back. You don't be paying me no attention on Instagram. Man, I don't get life. no love from you on Instagram, but it's you okay. You should do. Every morning, I, I wake up and I get ready to get in the shower <laughs> And I said, what did B send me this morning? Because I know you wake up at the butt crack of dawn. I do. I was up at 5 a.m. this morning. And you always send me something before I wake up. So yes. I always have a little treat in my, my DMs. You be in my DMs. Girl, the album is popping. I suggest you all go get uh, it. I can't wait. Listen to it on title or whatever. Because, honey, yeah, my workout popping this morning. But I say all that to say, um, because we're talking about Big Frida and New Orleans, New Orleans Bounce. So, recently, Louisiana, or New Orleans, Mm -hmm. not Louisiana, but, you know, New Orleans has um, just um, sworn in their first ever black female mayor. Boom. Female, period. There's never been a woman mayor. And she's black. In New Orleans. Yes. She's black. Her name is LaToya. Yes, it is. Come on, Toya. Come on, Toya. Her name is LaToya Cantrell. And this is also the That's city's... a black name. Yeah, Latoya Cantrell. My name is Toya Cantrell, okay? Um, it's the 300th year anniversary of the city's founding. She's the first woman to hold that post. Um, she won in November with 60% of the vote. So she came yeah. to slay. And she did. Um, and she it was on city council prior to that. And she was an activist in the Broadmoor neighborhood, which was amongst one of the areas that was hit hardest by Katrina. So she's tried and true. I'm sure she's going to do an excellent job. Um, and you can follow her and kind of keep up what's going on down there. At Her name is at Mayor Cantrell. <laughs> yes, Mayor. <laughs> at Mayor Cantrell on IG. So that was just a little bit of black girl magic that I was excited about. Because when I tell you, black women show up and handle shit, okay? They like, oh, y'all don't want to do it. I, I do it. it. Mm-hmm. Let me handle this because we can't be living like this. Right. I got babies and nieces and nephews to think about. So while y'all playing, we're going to be slaying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, on the music tip, um, because you mentioned um, Big Frida, I got two things. So, just out of curiosity, did you see, like, any lists slip for a Beyonce album? I did, but I don't know if I believe it. I don't either. I was just thinking that this morning, like, I'm not sure if I could put much stock into it. 
But you know, stay tuned. And then I you know she has the Lion King coming out. So they may do that maybe for like some new renditions or something or some added, you know, so, I mean we don't true. know. But I just got to wait until mother I said this mother morning posts. though cuz cuz on the run starts. I guess by the time you guys hear this show, if you listen to it on day 1, it starts like what the day after that. But I said if an album came out tomorrow, Honey, the world's gonna sure, stop. I'm not even going until what August, whatever. I'm not even going to the concert until August, but I would know all the words before the week was out. Yeah, and you know Chloe and Halle is joining her now. Yeah, so excited well for them. My favorite, Janae Aiko. Uh, my, my, my favorite. No, okay. You better not say nothing. If just make your mouth say, see what happens. What movie that come from? <laughs> Come on now, everybody black. Everybody know it. That's an Eddie Murphy quote. Come on now. Yes, you better be knowing the the life quote. Listen, that movie is so funny and sad at the same time, but I digress. It's sad, and I was just talking about that because Eddie Murphy is, he is probably my favorite comedian of all time. But a lot of that movie, like just in general, besides the basics. It's real. It was it's real and a lot of that was like unscripted. A lot of that was just them being That's what made it so good. Funny. Oh, you can see <laughs> never mind. Tangent. Tangent, but okay, moving on. So um, but, what else about music you want to talk about, girl? Oh, I just wanted to know if you actually I feel like the answer's gonna be no, but did you hear Kanye's album? Girl, I only asked <laughs> I only asked because you know there are different circumstances under which people would hear it not necessarily because you played it on your own so um, I actually don't really know any of the feedback from other people some people who listen to it I hear love it and anybody who hasn't said that hasn't listened to it so I'll just leave that where it is for now Um, no I haven't listened to it and I have made a vow with myself do not listen to anything good music related besides Tiana Taylor. Tiana. Other than that, Kanye can't get none of my strings, which I see. And and this is another thing. People keep saying that, oh, y'all said Kanye was canceled, but he's still streaming number one. But you got to think who are Kanye's he's fans streaming. now. We are the minority overall. So right. if the majority of young white kids think he's cool and they all listen, of course it's going to be number he's one. That doesn't make his dollars. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean that we all helped him get there. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to anything that Kanye has to say because I I can't relate to Kanye. I listen to music and artists that I can relate to. I have some type of semblance with Some connection. even yeah, even if it's something ratchet like Gucci or Young Thug like. I can relate to, like, I understand where they're coming from. I don't, I don't live in the world that Kanye lives in, and so I can't, I don't want to listen to that. And then, I'm just the type of person, like, I just feel like some stuff is just ridiculous. Like, some stuff is just, like, you couldn't think of anything else to say. Mm -hmm. And, like, I heard a snippet where he talked about something, and this is going to be explicit, so if parents are listening to kids, uh, skip over this part. Skip over this part, but I had to say it he said something about it was a line and then i don't know what he said before and this was just on a snippet like on the shade room and then he said something about we all come from come like what you couldn't think of nothing else to say besides that right i'm just like why are you it's like he's obsessed with this stuff like bleaching buttholes and i'm just like i don't relate to this right i mean i know we we do all come from right sperm but 
Like, I don't want to be riding around listening to that. Like, boy, goodbye. You're canceled and I'm done. I think he's ill. I think he's ill and I think he knows what he's doing. Because it's just funny to me that you started doing all of this ridiculous, reckless, random-ish alliteration. Mm -hmm. You started doing all of this and then everybody knows that music has an album right after. Right. Come on, this is calculated. Facts. So, I don't like the stunts. I'm not with the stunts. That is they who shall not be named type of ish. And I don't fool with that type of I don't fool with the stunts, sister Kanye. We we put, well, I guess that's the sound. I was about to say, we put two people on the um, Voldemort list this week. Sis, I I don't do the stunts. And then another thing, this is another thing since we talk about music that I don't understand. Now, I feel as though the Chris Brown and Rihanna thing was terrible. He in no way should have put his hands on her. Mm-hmm. Okay? But at the same time, I feel like they were fighting and they had been hitting each other, doing whatever to each other. It doesn't justify it. But I feel like it was a lot going on. And and not we, because I didn't, but people, people have, have still ridiculed him. He cannot get past it. The boy but y'all went to jail. Wanna, <laughs> right. But y'all want to post up all of this, oh, fabulous at the park. I don't want to see any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see any of that. Like he is knocking bitches teeth out. And like, I'm supposed to like be clicking like on this shit. Like, because he's sitting here and y'all posting all these pictures with fabulous and bro this. I don't have time for y'all all fired. Y'all fired. <laughs> Cancel. Canceled and fired. Canceled and fired. I ain't seen it for fabulous in a long time. Anyway, Everybody so. could go. Everybody can go. Um, did That's you, that. Did you see, uh, we don't have to discuss this because we've spent a lot of time on him already, but um, did you see where Bobby Brown said he wanted to um, slap Kanye? I did, I, and he should. And then I seen where his sister said that he she's not the one who sold it to Kanye, but you sold it to the Inquirer. So whoever, Wait, whose sister? Bobby Brown's sister. Bobby Brown's sister, yeah. yeah. So whoever you sold it to then sold it to him. So my thing is, if Why your ass you would have never even been taking pictures... Or selling it in the first place, he would have never gotten his hands on it. Correct. And I don't feel like, I just feel like, how can we ask other people to respect our legends and our culture? If we don't. If we don't. And that's that was my whole thing with it. I just, I feel like it's tasteless. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Anything else? I got mm. plenty. Go ahead, girl. Um, oh, did... One cute thing, did you see the Girl Like You video uh, with Maroon 5, Adam Levine, and all the girls around him? It's featuring Cardi B. No, I I started to listen to the song, but I did not watch the video. You should listen to the song, but the video, and I'm not going to name everybody, but some of my favorites are in it. J-Lo is in it, Mary Mm -hmm. J. Blige, Rita Ora, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown. I don't know if you watch um, Stranger Things, but the little Mm -hmm. girl who's 11, Mm -hmm. um, that's her, Millie Bobby Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany Haddish, Sarah Silverman, Danica Patrick, and um, who? Oh, Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres is in it. Me too. And then Francesca Ramsey, who, like, I'm totally fanning out over these days, is also in the video. And she is, I don't know if you guys know of her, but she's a YouTuber and a comedian. She used to do, 
I, I know I'm gonna get the show wrong, but um, on YouTube she used to do shit white women say to black women or white girls say to black girls or something like Loving that. Loving the hair. Yes, <laughs> it used to be hilarious. Still is hilarious. Still getting views to this day. She just released her um, book, her first book, which I'm sure is the first of many. It's called Well That Escalated Quickly, mm-hmm. and I actually ordered it this week already, so I can't wait to read it. I might even have to schedule a book club for it. I saw her. She did an event with um, my lead. Yes. It might have been. In Georgia this weekend, because yeah, yeah. I, I thought about getting in the car and driving well, down there. you say something? Because my hair was jacked up, and I didn't want to see somebody that I love. Listen, I, let me tell you something. Rams, ever since Barnes & Noble took over the bookstore... The merchandise is fine. Okay. <laughs> so, they got some take, banging hats on take there. Take a trip to the bookstore then. Banging dad hats. So, Rams, get on the bookstore site because they got some fire what, is, what does that say that I missed seeing Francesca Ramsey because my hair was jacked up? What does that say? I don't know. That's because terrible. You can freak it. That's true. You yeah. should you should have called me. We would we would have got you together. That's I would have okay. worn my hat too. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet. Oh, so. Francesca Ramsey is, is also known as Cheska Lee, just in case, you know, mm-hmm. use them interchangeably. But I'm going to meet Cheska Lee this year. Yay. I feel it in my bones. All the way in your bones. All the way. Deep down, like it's raining and cold, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> so I want you guys to remember this moment because when I post my picture, I'm also going to post this audio clip. I don't know when I'm going to have time to read all my books. We just, I don't know. Jesus Christ. It's it is, it is so... It's so tough. I still have to read Jennifer Lewis's book. I have to read that book. Yeah. It's just so much. But we're going to get there. We're going to make it. And the words of Jadakiss, we going to make it. We going to make it. We going to make it. Yes, we are. Um. Oh, one other thing. Since we're talking about books, the 24-year-old Nigerian author Tommy, how do you pronounce her name? Adiyemi? I think so. Anyway. She scored what they are calling one of the biggest book deals in history. Okay, what was the deal like, sis? I don't know the exact numbers, but it includes um, a seven-figure movie deal. Oh, wow. Um, Is that for something about these kids? The children of blood yes, and bone? I've, yes, Listen. I did see something about that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to read that. So she's already the author of that trilogy. And um, first of all, it sounds like a book I need to read and a movie I need to be a part of. I'm just going to throw that out there, too, since we're throwing things into the atmosphere. The Children of Blood and Bone sounds like a book I need to be in. I mean, a movie I need Listen, to be I in. I just need to be on Blackish or Queen Sugar. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Something. But I need to be on one of them shows. Mm-hmm. How are we going to fix this? We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. Ayo, ayo. Okay, Uncle. Okay. So, come through choir. Andy, come through choir. <laughs> Say choir. Yes. <laughs> um, the protagonist of the trilogy is female and she is black. And they're saying the series is kind of like Black Panther meets Harry Potter in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's right up my alley. I, I cannot a, wait. I hope it's like this much Harry Potter. And, and this much Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What's your gripe against Lord of the Rings? I don't know. It just did not keep my attention. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and be a late bloomer, but it just did not do it for ya girl. It's kind of like, I get it. Like, I love it, but I get it. 
Because if you go and read the book first, man, it's so hard. It's kind of like reading the beginning of the Bible. You you might as well forget it. I tried The that. Harry Potter is easy because it was more so geared towards children. It was for children. Lord of the Rings wasn't necessarily for children. Harry Potter, I feel like Harry Potter started out for children. Right. It grew with its audience. Yes, because as we grew, it grew. So, yes. People really started using did. curse words and everything. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you were Y'all probably using, you were probably using cuss words too. I was when I think about it. I read Harry Potter the first book in the eighth grade. I That's was a crazy. Baby. I was in the eighth grade when I read that book and was like stuck like Chuck every time one came out. Like no, I yep. mean my entire family Forget ended up it. reading it. Yeah, but everybody loved it. So as it should be. That's good for her. It's awesome to see us getting recognition in those different types of genres those those alternative genres that you normally don't see because i mean everybody love uh eric jerome dickie but <laughs> right <laughs> come on now we can do we're not a monolith much we can better. do other things much better so good for her yeah i'm really proud of that um i don't know where but you know awesome with god's help <laughs> um what else anything else um the only thing I don't think we touched on is we we talked about I'm skirt. <laughs> no, Already. you know we talked about Drake's response to Pusha T, but we okay. didn't talk about Pusha T. His response to Drake. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? God, that was tough, buddy. I mean, I love Drake, um, but Pusha T killed him. <laughs> I mean, it I was one, I was just wondering if you was gonna be honest. Oh man, I wondered if you were gonna be honest. Of course, I tell the truth. Now. You know how sometimes I feel like LeBron fans and Drake fans do not want to admit no, the truth. Tell the truth. Not that LeBron is not an awesome player, yeah, but I just don't like LeBron. But I just feel like it's <laughs> nothing they can do ever to make people be like, "Nah, they effed up for that," or oh, "I just don't like that." Yeah. Now I feel. I mean. I have mixed emotions because I'm like, dang, did they have to go at 40 like that? But, you know, rap has always been like that. So, it is what it is. He killed him. And and it's worth saying that Drake hasn't responded yet. And it's worth saying that he just basically, like, kind of, like, pooped on his whole, like, little upcoming press stuff or whatever his album is. I know. Because, like, if he was, and I understand what. Push it to you saying because what I think people misunderstand is he doesn't have to blast his child and put all his personal business right. out there, but the fact that you're holding on to this child to do a line with Adidas with like that's kind of some sucker shit. Like you're basically selling the announcement of this child. You see what I'm saying? Like it just seems disingenuous. Is that what it is? That's what, yeah, that's why the name of the song is the story of, of Adidon, because that is Drake's line with Adidas. And apparently Drake was going to have the child in this press release with, with his album. I mean, it's hype. So my thing is, I understand what Pusha T is saying. Like, why not just say you, like, why not just, this is your child. Like that's some sucker shit. Is it or yes. like just okay? Is we don't it? do we don't do that. And they try to relate it to DJ Khaled, but that's different. We knew that DJ he always thought he was having in a the son. birthing that, room. Yes, that's different. Or like look at Jay and Beyonce. Beyonce would never wait and show her kids with the Ivy part. We're like I'm gonna hold them off. Like 
when Blue Ivy was born, so people would like know like we're not selling any pictures of this kid. They made a free Tumblr site. Right. When Beyonce wanted to show her kids, she took pictures of her own, like all of these other Instagram girls do, and said, "Boom, here are my babies." Nothing was attached to that. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not defending Drake because I don't fully understand. I guess what all of this means then. But I could see somebody not trying to sell the. I don't know. Like, well, what is it then? Like, not necessarily trying to sell the photo of the kid more than saying, like, and just in case y'all didn't know, like, my album's out, like, here's my new line, and here's my son, ain't all this dope at once. Like, you side-eyeing me or side-living me, but I'm just saying, like, I could see somebody doing, I don't think that's, that's some being a sucker, nah, because (laughs) that's, that's, they will take their children and specifically sell to the highest bidder for the photos period now if you guys are saying if somebody is saying and it's accurate that he's specifically selling pictures of his kids i never really did like that the kardashians weren't the first people to do it but i don't like it when anybody does it but i'm just saying if he wanted to present his son to the world at the same time as his album coming out was coming out and his line then i understand that because the timing is yours you will be a sucker if you weren't taking care of your son but for all purposes that I know of, it seems like he's taking care of his kid and the mama. I mean, I don't know if the pictures are related, but those pictures from December, like from her getting on a, a private jet, they're saying that he gave her that private jet so that they could fly to see him or whatever. This is, like, after, I have, this is after the gag order and all the text she released of... Yeah, I don't, so I don't know I, what it their ain't, relationship is like, though. It ain't willing. I don't know what their relationship but, but is. But my thing is, I just... I don't know. I just, I side with Pusha T on that. Because it calls into question your character. And we ain't even mentioning the fact that you went blackface with a Jim Crow cartoon on your shirt. Oh. We ain't even getting on, like, that's what I'm saying. Did we not discuss, I've I told no, you No, we, we didn't together. discuss that. So, I'm like, okay, even besides the baby, I don't care, that's your, your child is gonna grow up in Hollywood and probably be just as crazy as all the rest of y'all. But everybody is overlooking this freaking blackface and this freaking shirt that he had on. I don't know. overlooking this. I don't know who's overlooking it because I feel like like my head is still hurting from talking about it all last week. So I don't know. Like the the circle of people that I was with, and I know I was with you too, and we discussed it a little bit in in our group or whatever. But people were talking about that, and there were differing opinions. You know, I had an opinion of my own about art and about age and about why he did it and how it was distasteful, but it's not the same as some other things like. I personally, and people can agree with me or not, but I personally related it to the fact that, like, okay, the argument that was made to me was, are we going to let this mixed man do this? And I'm like, okay, but Drake identifies as black, or so I think. Now, the the fact that... There are people who are mixed who say, I am not black. I am not white. I have a black parent and a white parent. I am mixed. Or I identify as white because I can pass. While I, now that you've asked that, I cannot go back and say Drake has ever specifically said, I am a black man. No, I can't say that. But I can also see a person growing up mixed, identifying as black, but being raised by their white mother and and their white mother living and not wanting to offend her. And so, in in doing so, 
not necessarily she saying know, you ain't offended her. She knew she was with a Negro when she had you. Yeah, but there's <laughs> like, a difference between me being with a white man tomorrow and having kids who I want to identify as white and then go out into the world like I'm white, like or I'm I'm not black or I'm mixed. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even think I would be offended because as I've stated before. The world gonna let you know what you look like. Fact. So fact. go on down there and say you white. So, oh, we gonna see how that's gonna work. So, but then my argument was if if he identifies as black, if Drake identifies as black, and Jay Z is black, I'm just using him as an example. And Jay Z, for the purpose of his album or art or trying to explain something, has the J Bo character, which he is character right, fair. But the J-Bo character, because he's trying to convey something. And Drake, young Drake, I'm not trying to give him an excuse because he was younger. But if you see, so the picture that, pe- and you've seen both pictures, right? Yeah, no, if and people you, say that, but it doesn't make it, it any better. It mattered to me. It mattered to me because I was like, I see what he was trying to do. It was still not done tacefully. But I see, like, the c- comparison, like, the contrast that he was trying to make. With that same character, it's just that he should not have put on blackface to do it. So you think a clothing line called Jim Crow Couture, you would wear that? I would not wear it. You think you don't think that's offensive? Absolutely. So because that's what it was for. Whose clothing line was whoever it? he was whoever he was promoting for. He chose to wear that his shirt. It was some clothing line Jim Jim Crow Couture. It was a a Canadian clothing line. So I'm just, I'm asking, is that okay? No, but, (laughs) no, but I did not know that. That's why it pays to know, like, all of the facts. Like, I'm only arguing from the point of they said that this is what the photos were for and they were trying to contrast, like, why, for me, because I didn't know that it was for a clothing line, right? Mm -hmm. Why would I want somebody to take one picture smiling and one picture in a sad face for my release, for my clothing release. So, I, so that wouldn't that if you hadn't said that, that wouldn't make sense to me. I don't know why you thought it was a good idea to put on blackface. I mean, why was it a good idea back in the day to use Jim Crow as a character in the cartoons that we loved growing up, or that our parents loved growing up? That, I don't think that Crow's okay. real name was Jim Crow. But I don't. But I don't think it was okay. I think when you have people in place that are making these cartoons that have racist views, then that's what you get. And if that's what's on TV, that's what, that's what it is. I don't, I never think, I never thought it was okay. Okay. But I just don't, because I just feel like people crucified Beyonce for a makeup company lightening her skin when she don't even control any, crucified her. She don't control what happens in the editing room. Right. Oh, you trying to be... I mean, crucify her for that. But this is okay. Because it's Drake. I actually haven't run <laughs> no, into anybody like, who specifically said it was okay. Like, who are you talking to that says, oh, no, that's that's art. Like, that's legit. Like, it's... I, I have this, not heard just, anybody say just, that. Just seeing, like, comments and stuff on social media of people trying to justify it. Who are these people? Are they people that we know or no, they but like bots? But there are people who feel that way though. There are people who feel that way. And I don't know if there's if it's anyone that is our age but like, that's like us. That's like our parents trying to tell us oh, y'all only listen to that gangster rap. We right. think that's okay. 
We right. thought it was okay. It was okay for us. So the younger generation and the people who, because I guarantee you when you go to these types of concerts, everybody in there ain't our age. Right. And if they think it's okay, then it will be okay. Moving forward. Indeed. That's all. That was good. That was, was good, good talk. It was good. You got anything else before we move mm-hmm. quickly into the content? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So last week we discussed black businesses and we even highlighted black entrepreneurs on the show. Mm-hmm. And we even did so on via our social media yeah. all week long. We got a good response from that. So this week we wanted to continue with that thing by having a seasoned business owner um, on the show, you know, we haven't actually had a guest, so this no. is our first one. Yes, and can I say something? This spot is highly sought after because I get many DMs from people like, I want to be a guest on y'all show. Let me get on there and talk. So, I mean, Got to have this worthy. person here, I mean, honey, it's lit, yeah. as the children say. Indeed, it's kind <laughs> of a big deal. So, I am proud to pr- introduce a friend, a fellow Ram, a hair extraordinaire, Nathaniel J, known to his friends um, by Rudy, but Nathaniel J is his brand. He's a celebrity hairstylist um, and the owner of Nathaniel J Hair. Uh, hair. So, Nathaniel, how's it going? What is going on? Like, I mean, I feel a miss. I feel, I feel official. Oh, you okay. are. You've been official, honey. Been true oh, and official. They done, they done boosted me up, making me feel like I'm. All rich and fancy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't fancy, nobody is, baby. Okay. Well, I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> so, um, tell the people about your brand. Tell them a little bit about yourself and about your brand. Well, I started this journey in 2002. I'm originally from Delaware. Mm-hmm. I um, embarked this journey at a young age. I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I attended Dudley Cosmetology University in North Carolina. And I think um, during that process, I really didn't have a lot of support systems. So it was just like, you know, that whole room where men do not do hair. Um, cosmetology was not, it's just not for a man. You know, they're for a, an uneducated woman, right. as some, some would say. Um, however, um, I um, was diligent in completing that, that, that um, getting that certification. Mm-hmm. And I've been rocking with it ever since. I mean, probably a couple of years after I graduated from Dudley, I um, I attended Winston-Salem State University. Yes. Um, but I think I think I met you, Tiffany, prior to um, studying at Winston-Salem State. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, had, I had so many students that were coming to me. I was like, you know what? I really need to go back to school. And I, I didn't want to just be another hairstylist. I mm-hmm. wanted to be an educated hairstylist. I wanted to know about the business. I wanted mm-hmm. to know how to brand myself, how to manage myself. Um, and, yeah, I think that was just very beneficial for me to return back to school and, and just to expand my um, my knowledge mm-hmm. and not only the skill set but also um, the business mindset of it all. I love it. And, and you've definitely taken all that you've learned and your natural skill set and really honed in on things and and I think your brand is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your work speaks for itself. Um, I, so I, you're welcome. So I do have one question for you. I, sometimes when I'm talking to people who want to start businesses, and maybe I should backtrack a little bit. So you are, are a little more seasoned with regards to your entrepreneurship. Um, the three of us, uh, Courtney included, 
are all entrepreneurs at this point. I think out of the three of us, I might be the baby of the group when it comes to actually owning my own business. And so when I'm talking to people who want to own a business, a lot of times they have this grandiose idea of what entrepreneurship looks like. And even (laughs) even as the runt of the group, I get this impression that it's just not as easy as people think think that it is. And so can you just talk to us a little bit about some of the um, challenges that you faced thus far? What a lot of people do not understand is, you know, I, let me let me let me um, roll back a little bit and let's just say that what you see um, on on Instagram or social media is the glitz and the glam of it all. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do not understand the the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into building a brand and a business. Um, and a lot of people fail at that because they don't want to actually work. They think everything is to be handed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and, 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 and that's just not how it works. You know, a lot of people don't understand that it took me a long time to get where I am today. I mean, just to see, I have a website with, with, with my with my face on it, a bio, and it's just like, where did this come from? How did this even happen? Because I didn't know where this brand was actually going to go, but it took, it took patience. It took me actually doing the research about the business and, taking a back seat and saying, I don't know it all. Right. And surrounding yourself around the people who do know something. If you're the only person in the room that's the smartest one, then you might need to change your circle. Mm -hmm. I'm the first to say that I don't know it all. And as a hairstylist, I'm still growing and I'm still learning. But we have to learn how to put ourselves in the position of being a a full-time student in life. Mm -hmm. We have to, we are always consistently learning and I mean, I made some, I made so many mistakes. As far as just professionalism, um, my skill set, you know, everything, just timing and bookkeeping, financials, and, mm-hmm. I mean, everything, taxes. Everything, a lot of people don't realize as a hairstylist, I have to do all that. I haven't reached the level where I can hire people to handle all my books, but you have to do your own marketing. You have to make sure you handle all your taxes because. At the end of the day, even though I'm a hairstylist, I still got to pay the government. Yes, that's so true. And, I, and a lot of hairstylists are not knowledgeable about that. Hence, why I wanted to go back to college and gain that information because I didn't want to be uh, this known hairstylist, but at the same time, I'm struggling, I'm broke, and my business is really a flop. Because mm-hmm. you you will be shocked how many people are running businesses and they're doing they they are doing the wrong thing for the past 20 years. Wow. And they have never taken the time out to say, you know what, maybe I need to ask a question. Maybe I need to sit down and take some notes. Mm -hmm. And some people think that at some point, oh, I'm 30 years old, I I should have it all. And and, and that's not how it happens. You know, God doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. And I just think that when you put your hard-earned time and, and knowledge into it, great things that happen, but also you have to have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's the main thing. Going into anything, you have to be positive and optimistic. And you have to be kind to people. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have a skill, but if you're rude, do you think those people are going to come back? That's that could right. be in any business. That's any business, not just hair. That could be a restaurant business. That could be a coaching agency that you have. You could just work in HR. But if your attitude is nasty, no one wants to be around you and no one will want to do business with you. 
That is so yeah. true. And so many, so many people make that mistake. So over the years, I've learned how to just observe others, what to do, what not to do, take notes, ask questions. And along the way, your feelings might get hurt. Somebody might be harsh and say mm-hmm. the raw truth. But we have to learn how to take that constructive criticism and mm-hmm. make it work for us. Correct. Now, at the beginning of um, your discussion, you talked about not having support or people not being supportive in the beginning, especially since this wasn't necessarily a man's profession or an intelligent, an intellectual's profession. Um, what made you, speaking of positivity, because you mentioned that too, what made you continue on on this journey without that kind of support that you may have needed? Because I had decided to take this journey all the way to North Carolina, eight hours away from home. Mm-hmm. You know when I, you know when I left Delaware, a lot of people don't know the story. But when I left Delaware, I left Delaware at midnight. I drove all the way down here by myself. Oh, I wow. had never been to North Carolina. No one even knew that I had left. I was already gone two weeks, and no one still didn't know that I had left. Um, I did not have anywhere to stay. Um, I didn't have an apartment. Um, the director of the cosmetology school said, I want you here. I want you to be successful. And she immediately cut me a check. Mm-hmm. And she put me up in a hotel. That same day, I went and opened up a checking account. She got my loan paperwork together. Probably three weeks later, I had an apartment. Um, and I think just going through that process, I just felt like I was all the way out here in the wilderness by myself. I can't turn back. Mm-hmm, right. Because what, 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 is, what is back home that is going to build me, that's going to allow me to become a better person? And I just felt like God gave me the opportunity to, at greatness, just giving me the opportunity at greatness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it at the time because I was kind of like trying to figure it all out because you got to think when you're 18 years old and you're by yourself and you're like, what am I doing? Did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. you're forced to put yourself in that in that realm of I've got to make this work for me because I have no one in my corner. Mm-hmm. So if I fail, it's on me. No one else. I can't blame nobody but me. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a drive. You know, God said, you can do this. You don't know whether to go right or wrong or, or left or right, but hey, you have to take that risk. And actually, I just took a risk. At 18, taking a risk like that, that was scary. Yeah. It was really scary. No cell phone, a long, <laughs> a long, dark black road. It was like anything could have happened to me on that highway driving. And I just felt like I, I was I was riding on prayer and God protected me. Yes. And, and, he, and he brought me here. I got lost, but I was here. I said, I don't know where I am at. <laughs> but, I know, but I know this is a country town. So I, I am just thankful. I came here knowing no one. I have no family here, not knowing absolutely a soul. And now I'm here in 2018, and I just, you think, look at this pool of people that I know. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, like, how did that even happen? Like, I knew no one. I knew no one. That story gave me chills. Me too, because it's just a testament to stepping out on faith. And I have a problem with thinking that, I can foresee everything, every bump in the road. I can control Same. it. I can fix it. <laughs> Same. I can, and it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes you just have to throw it out there and be like, look, God, you, you got to get me because I'm doing what I feel like you put in my heart to do. Mm-hmm. So help me get there. 
and he right. and he will do that. But you have to be able to um, take that leap of faith. And another thing, when you mentioned that you didn't have anyone to support you, that really makes you go even harder, harder because you know, even like, harder. yes, I have to do this for myself because nobody else is coming to save me. There's no superheroes. There ain't no no Batman, no Black Panther. Right. Like, I have to do this on my own because I'm all I got. That's right. You know, and I think sometimes, not all, but a lot of, you know, and I feel like our parents probably felt this way, but some of the kids I see that are at Winston now are whining and crying and complaining. And I'm like, girl. You have no idea. You have no idea what some of us went through to even get to Winston. Right. You know what I mean? You better say that. To even get there. They told me I had to sleep on a cot in somebody's room, and I said, I don't care. As long as I'm here... I don't care if I'm sleeping on somebody's couch. Mm-hmm. I have to be here because I have to be able to There's no other choice. provide myself. Mm-hmm. There's no other choice. So I thank you for saying that because that, I really felt that down in my spirit. I did my too. Like that. the hair on my arms stood up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think so many, I think so many students today take college for granted. I mean, when mm-hmm. I tell you, God is so good for me to just see the high school diploma. The high school diploma alone. Right. Will cause you to want to want to break out in the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because some of us don't even make it out of high school. Mm-hmm. Right. But then to go and get a cosmetology license, then to get the degree from Winston Salem State, and I say, God, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Yes. Right. You know, to to be able to still work in my field of doing hair and still going to school full time, that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. To be able to juggle that and still maintain. And not being able to have to call nobody and say, listen, can you, can you help me with my electricity? Because there were times when I was in college, like, I don't know if that rent was going to get paid. Right, <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, it's just... Sorry, I got, I got cut off. But it's just, it's just one of those things where you just don't... You don't know how you're going to make it. And mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many students when I was in school that were struggling so bad. Like, they, they just needed that extra $3,000 just to stay in school, and they, had, they they couldn't find it nowhere. There was yes. nobody to call. And, and now these kids, they have more than enough. They don't have to even work, and they're still struggling in school. I don't understand. Why mm-hmm. are you struggling? Right. What's the problem? I don't understand either. I know someone who was complaining because they were trying to get their paperwork and stuff situated, and they made a comment like, I keep calling Winston and ain't nobody answering the phone. I said, do you have a car? Get in your car and drive down there because and go upstairs until it. you get your stuff handled. Because that's what I had to do. Me too. All this Sitting phone on stuff. The floor in the hallway. Yes, all this phone stuff. No, because my livelihood depends on this. So I'm going to come down here and I'm going to sit in your office until we figure out how we're going to get this handled. Right. Ain't no calling me. Listen, <laughs> that, 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 is, that is something when I came back to... Um, for homecoming to be returned to serve, mm-hmm. I had told the students, I said, listen, you have to learn how to build relationships mm-hmm. with those people in that office. These people, they have to know me by name. That's true. It got, to, it, it, got, it got to the point where they were calling me to make sure that I was okay. That's yes. true. That is true. I are can relate. Val- are, are, are you validated? You good? You don't need nothing? Mm-hmm. Because they knew who I was. Yeah. And I made sure that I was present. I remember a professor told me, she said, if I can't remember your name at the end of the semester, something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, That's... I, sh- I should remember your name. So I was persistent on it. No, I'm not going to be put on hold. I'm going to show up, and we're going to find out what's going on here because this is this is my education is very important. It is. 
Yep. And you know what? That says a lot about you because, you know, you basically have you have two degrees. You know, you exactly. you've gone you put yourself through school twice. twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that now with because okay, just a step back. I grew up in hair salon. My aunt Joyce mm-hmm. has owned hair salon. She's taught at the state board. That's all I knew growing up. And I think that people don't realize that being a cosmetologist, being a hairstylist, that is a serious job. Like, it's not all lace front wigs and blue and orange hair. Like, people take their hair serious. Like, that is something that you have to know what you're doing before you start touching people's heads. And it's hard to, you know establish yourself and develop yourself to you know only having walk-ins to being able to be like no girl you can't come today like I'm booked and I don't think that people realize how self-sufficient you have to be how savvy you have to be you know the personality that it takes because you have to connect to to people they they have to want to come back to you I know whenever I've had really good hairstylists like y'all are therapists like, we tell y'all everything. everything. That's so true. We tell y'all everything. I know I've everything. sat in Nathaniel's um, chair and, and spilled my guts before. Yeah. So. so you have to not only be mindful to take care of the people in your chair, but you have to take care of yourself as well because that has to get heavy sometimes to be the one to take on everybody's drama, drama. with their relationships and their finances and their jobs. Like, you know, so I just... From my perspective, I appreciate you all that do that because, I mean, it's like a therapy session. And you be looking good when you leave. So, I mean, come on. You got two for one. <laughs> come on right now. So, I have a question for you. Okay. So, what do you feel was your biggest challenge when you started, um, you know, working, actually working with clients and being on your own and having to, you know, gain your... Um, you know, your your book and your and your customers, so to speak. What was your biggest challenge when you first started out? Like when you're like, okay, I got my license, I'm here in the chair, now what? You know what? It was confidence. Mm. I was just gonna ask it him was, about it, that. It, it, it was it was it, I struggled with having the confidence, like, can I really do this? Mm-hmm. And I went to a state I went to a stage of Comparing myself and my talents to those of others that I saw. Yeah. Well, I'm not as good as him, or I'm not as good as her, or well, I don't know how to do that hairstyle, or you know, I don't know how to sew no hair, and I don't know how to do no weaves. Like, I don't know how she got her hair to move like that. Like, <laughs> I, I like, I just, I mean, y'all just don't understand. Like, it, it was a struggle for me, and just to hear people say. I have been looking for hairstylists for the past five years, and I finally found you, and. My hair is just the best it has ever been. Oh, and awesome. to hear that kind of response is just a blessing to me. And I find it, even, and I think that's my struggle now, that is receiving it. Mm-hmm. Um, receiving, receiving, receiving that compliment. Like, does she really mean that? Or is she not telling the truth? Because like, I'm so, um, I, I guess I'm just so overly critical of my own self. And yeah. I think that was something that I struggled with, not even just at the beginning, but just throughout my career. Mm-hmm. It's just battling, battling self. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I think that's, that's something that comes about when you don't really have that support system and mm-hmm. all you have is yourself. So you're fighting with yourself, like, should I do it? Shouldn't do it? Should I go? Should I not go? And it's like, you don't have nobody to give you that yes or that no. So it's kind of like, dang, 
I mean, I'm not gonna say I, I don't really, I don't really have anybody to feed off of. Yeah. So I think the biggest struggle, and it has gotten a whole lot better over the years. And it, just like you mentioned earlier, just taking that risk and saying, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm gonna do this anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna go to these classes and I'm gonna just try this out. What harm could it do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when you take those risks. And you start opening yourself up to, to other opportunities. The doors continue to open. Mm-hmm. And just like even even doing color, I was so afraid to do color at one time. Wow. And, and you're amazing like, at it right how, now. How, 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 you know, how, like, it took me five to six hours to do a weave, and now I can do a weave in two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just taking that step and just finding the courage within mm-hmm. myself to say, you know what, you can do this. Stop always comparing yourself to the others. Because you think about Walmart and Target and, and, and Walgreens and, and Dwayne Reed and mm-hmm. all of these companies are doing their own thing. Sure, I'm sure they're keeping an eye on what the competition is doing, but you can't, I, I really highly doubt that they're sitting around looking at every little thing that the other store is doing. Right. Because if you're so concerned about another person's blessing, you're going to miss yours. You better preach. And I think that was what was going on. God said, you're praying for something. But I've already given you the answer to it and how to achieve it. But mm-hmm. you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I've already given you the capabilities. I've already given you the resources to be great. You just have to be great. Yeah, right. You just have to go forth and do it. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I, I take that back to the whole fairy tale of Cinderella. You know, a lot of people say, oh, my God, you know, she did the, the fairy godmother came. And, you know, <laughs> I ask myself the question, did she really have a fairy godmother? Or was that just an imagination? Because she already knew how to sew. Yeah, right. She just needed she just needed a push. Yeah. She could have really went to that she could have went to that ball all along. She, she could have a push. That's a fact. And when she showed when she showed up at that ball, guess what? The door of opportunity opened up because she found her prince. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that's a lot of us we can relate to Cinderella. We just need somebody to say, you know what? You can do it. Ain't nobody stopping you but you. Yes, that that's like a quote that um, I have found recently. And, and I always think about it when I'm in situations like that, when I'm comparing myself or when I find myself like, well, so-and-so got this. And so I need to be more like so-and-so. And it's a quote by Rumi that says, darling, you're searching for the diamond necklace when it's already around your neck. It's mm-hmm. already there. I've heard that before. It's one of my favorite room oh, quotes. I, I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's already there. It's already within us. But we are sometimes so blinded by, like you said, um, Nathaniel, the the glitz and the glamour, which is basically somebody's highlight reel. Right. You don't see them struggling. Like you said, you don't see them with the lights about to get cut off or the car note ain't paid. You don't see all of that. You see the glitz and gl- glamour. And we focus our reality, you know, on what they got going on, not realizing that. Girl, you got you. You may not have what he or she has, but you have your own thing that God has put in you that nobody else can do it like you do it. And all you have to do is focus on that and hone in on that. And I feel like a lot of us in the social media culture, we forget that. That's very true, um, Nathaniel. That's very true. Speaking of social media, um, I want to know like how important a social presence is for you. And then just because I, I believe that all of us were a part of that segue and still are a part of that transition into full on social media mode where like your business, because I know a lot of people who have owned businesses for years 
who are like, I don't, I don't need to get on Facebook. I don't need to be on Instagram. I don't know how to do Snapchat. I don't need all of that for my business to be successful. You seem to have a really good balance of that. So how did you combat that entry or kind of double dutch into that successfully? Basically, it, it came down to um, really communicating with other hairstylists who had been in the industry for a little while. And it's so funny because um, I ran into an old instructor um, who felt like she did not need Instagram or Facebook. And then she said she got to a point in her life where she needed to keep younger people around her to keep her young. Um. And because she, did, because she didn't know nothing about Instagram, she says, okay, I'm going to bring some millennials in my circle. Mm-hmm. And see, it's so it's so funny how the, the circle of life changes. At one point, we might need her, but now she needs us. Right. And so, because she doesn't know anything about that technology. So, once she brought these millennials into her circle, it was like she saw her business shoot through the roof. Right. She was like, people who didn't even, who thought she had fell off the earth were like, oh my God, girl, we thought you had stopped doing hair. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's so important to just be present. You have to learn how to be present. And I think that if you want this business of yours to flourish, you have to learn how to be up with the people. If you want to gravitate a new clientele or a new genre of people, you have to know how to keep up with technology. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to get the, the, the website. You know, I when I went to New York Fashion Week, um, my designer had came to me and he was like, I need your website so that I can pass it on to mm-hmm. my agent who uh, is looking for new, new talent. And I told him, I don't have a website yet. And he said, what do you mean you don't have a website? That's foolish. Mm-hmm. You need a website. Mm-hmm. Websites are so important. So just like having a website is important, being on Instagram and Facebook as well. And you don't have to be on Facebook to engage in drama. And right. a lot of people have gotten this negative aspect about social media Right. You make it what you want to make it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be a part of the drama, don't be a part of the drama. Mm-hmm. It's simple as that. You know, don't respond. If these people are always consistently being negative, there is a button called block. Yes. Use it. Right. Honey, I love the block button. I love, love the block button. Love it. And so what I, ha- what I had to do is I had to separate business from fun. Mm-hmm. And instead, instead of me having everything all on one page. I said, you know what? This is the private page. Let me let me do whatever I'm doing on the weekend and if I'm hanging out with friends, I, we, we're going to put this on that page and we're going to make it private. Not that I have anything to hide, but just because I don't want that to intertwine with my brand. Right. Because what you do on the weekend should not be the same thing that you're doing for your business. No. And I see a lot of, a lot, like I see a lot of hairstylists they're rolling up a blunt, <gasps> but yet you post, but you're posting up a deal for a weed for six or seven hundred dollars. Like I don't understand that. Mm-mm. And I have, I, I, what you do on the weekend is your business, right? But we need to learn how to separate those entities because at the end of the day, social media is a good thing, but it can be a bad thing if you abuse it. Yes, it can be. It can hurt. And it can hurt your brand more than it can help if you're, you know, like the how church folks say, like you know. Uh, a double-minded man is a dangerous man. Like, are you about business or are you trying to play? Because when I'm coming to you to pay my money, I want you to be serious about what it is you're doing. You know, like not be on playtime. Like, I don't want to see all that. And I think it's very important to 
you know, establish um, a social media following and, you know, just engage because people talk and, and I find that you can get a lot of business that way, a lot of referrals, you know, uh, the hashtagging game is serious because you never know. It could be someone coming here from L.A. and it's like, OK, let me find me a hairstylist in Charlotte. I'm here for two or three weeks and then boom, there you go. So you it has happened that way. Mm-hmm. It has happened that way for me. And, there, and I mean, even with, you know, I styled Erica Campbell for Mary Mary about, about a year and a half ago. I love her. And She's my favorite. Know, <laughs> a very, I love her spirit, sweet girl. I mean, when, when we met, we clicked. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, someone else has referred another hairstylist. And she said, I got on their page on Instagram and I was not pleased with the content of it. Wow. And she said, when I, when I got on yours, she said, I got a vibe from you that was positive. And I said, we're going to go with him. Wow. And wow. I mean, and I, and I mean, that was shocking. She said, I look at social media. She said, just because I don't comment, if I'm going to work with you, I'm going to look and see what you're posting. Yeah. Because I want to make sure, I want to make sure that you're not crazy coming in my room. <laughs> and I'm thankful just to hear to hear another celebrity say that because you have to understand that because of who she is, she's attached to other people. Correct. Yes, she is. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? So she posts a picture of something that I've done for her and she tagged me in it, which she did. And you got Vicky Wines and Kelly Price and Tamia mm-hmm. and all these people who are liking the picture and commenting, beautiful, your hair looks great. And I'm like, girl, come on here. This can't be real, God. Come on now. Right. Are you serious? So that was overwhelming for me. So that told me that you never know who's watching and you have got to make sure that you keep it clean. You really do. The degrees of separation are so small these days. You know, back in the day, they used to say it was seven degrees of separation. We talk about this a lot, too. Um, And it's not like that anymore. Mm -mm. The world is much smaller with uh, the Internet in general, you know. I mean, we're all one or two people away from shaking hands with Beyonce at this point because of it. Um, so that that's just a, a really good reminder to, you know, watch your step. And it doesn't mean be fake, you know, mm-hmm. but it does mean if you're a business owner, you need to keep it professional when necessary. Because, again, like you said, you never know who's watching. You don't. And one thing that... I realized, and this was, this was back, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a, a blog and I think I mentioned this to you and I wanted to more so keep it focused on like current fashion events and things outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And what I found was, you know, you can see the analytics on your website, see who's clicking and what they're clicking on the most. And what I found was people, I got the most clicks on stuff that related to myself. So yes. that made me think like, Courtney, you really have to be mindful of the image that you're putting out because people are coming here for you. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. coming to see what type of person you are. Even though this is your business, nobody wants to do business with some crazy person as she said, right. or some fool that you now going to be like, oh, well, you do work with such and such. So we can't fool with you no more. And I don't think that right. people realize that. Like I realize that just within commenting on stuff, on Instagram, you know, it may be something funny going on about a celebrity. And this has happened to me before. I commented on something on the shade room mm-hmm. about Wale, like laughing and, and joking. And I mean, we had a full argument on the shade room site. And I'm just like, see, this is why you have to be. And this was years and years ago. But you have to be mindful about everything you do. Because as we see now within this culture, 
honey, people will screenshot you and there you'll be. Right. You know, stuff right. that you, could have been harmless or a joke or years and years ago and boom. Now everybody that could have potentially wanted to link themselves with you or do business with you, now they don't want to. Correct. So right. that was a good word. Indeed. Very, very true. Um, I have one last question for you with regards to this subject. So like I said earlier, and, and like you discussed, you've been in the business for a while. You seem to be doing extremely well. Two-part question. What is a priority checklist, number one, for an individual who is just starting out? Something general where whether your business is T-shirts, hair, whatever, Um What's a priority checklist that a person going into business for themselves should look for um, and accomplish? And then what can we see from Nathaniel J. in the future with his brand? Okay, so um, as a rising entrepreneur, as someone that will be starting out in the business, um, the first thing you have to ask yourself, what is your target market? Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who are you trying to reach? Um, once you have figured that out, what are going to be, you have to make sure you have some type of list of how are you going to gravitate these people? Um, mm-hmm. what, 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 what kind of style are you going to have? What kind of niche do you have? Um, who is your circle? You know, do you have a mentor? And that is something that I think a lot of us don't have, which I know I don't have, and I really wish that was a, that was a mistake that I really um, missed out on, you know, something I missed out on in my earlier years is not having a mentor who could really say, you know what, that's not how you do go about doing things. Mm-hmm. You're wrong for that. And this is why you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? And it's not always having that parent to tell you, but sometimes just having someone on the outside that's in your ear that's saying, no, you can do this, but you're going to have to do this in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, knowing, knowing your target market, knowing how you're going to, um, gravitate those people, you know, finding your niche, you know, what is what is going to set you apart from all the rest of the people who are selling t-shirts? Mm-hmm. Right. What is going to set you what is going to set you apart from all the other hairstylists who have been doing it for 20 years? Mhm. Um you, you know, just knowing um having a, a 5 year, a 10 year, 20 year plan, a short term, long term plan. Um where do you want this to go? Right. Do you want to stay in this area? Do you want do you see your business having more than one location? Do you see yourself having um, more than um, just you as an employee? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you see change coming? Because a lot of times the mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make, they, they, they get to a certain level and they get complacent. Mm-hmm. And they don't, want to, they don't want to do anything else to change it. And that's why a lot of hairstylists who have been in the game for 20 years don't have Instagram because they feel like they're stuck in that world of I don't need it because it worked for me back in 91. Why <laughs> should I need it in 2018? Right. But at the end of the day, the same chicken that you cooked in 91, you can't eat in 2018, correct? Correct. So therefore, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to come up with a, a, a fresh batch of chicken. So you have to come up with some new ideas and, and, and some new incentives and new ways of, of growing this business and, and opening doors. So you have to be open-minded as an entrepreneur to new things to bigger and better things and, and be open to constructive criticism. Knowing who is for you 
and who's against you. And that is a struggle. Some of us don't get that until we get a little older. Because some people in our lives are not there to see us win. Mm-hmm. Because 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 they are stuck in that that complacent sector in that corner. They don't want to get out the boat. They don't want to take the risk at life, so they want to pull you in. And we have to make sure that we cut those people off at the root because we don't want those people around us. Right. So as we as we elevate in our career, we are going to find that we're going to cut some people off, whether that be friends or family. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order to be successful. We cannot continue to pacify um, leeches mm-hmm. because we, we cannot be successful in life if we are always – I use Fantasia as an example – she rose to stardom quickly. Yes. And because and because she had this huge family um, connection, she felt like she had to save them all. Yes. But you haven't really built your career enough to save them all. Mm-hmm. Let me build my career first, and then I'll come back for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I need you to do something for yourself first, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it all. And but, you, you, you can't know, do those, it all. Those are little things that I've learned over the years, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, just just have, just know, just coming full circle. And you're going to make mistakes. And you mm-hmm. and you make a list of those mistakes so you don't make them again. How can I go about changing this um, this month or next year so this does not happen again? Mm-hmm. How can I um, be able to handle a customer who is not pleased? Um, how can I, instead of escalating it, how can I de-escalate this situation to make it work out in both of our favor, mm-hmm. you know, because so a lot of black businesses, and you know, you and I all have been to some black businesses where, you know, they have a great um, service that they're providing, but mm-hmm. the professionalism is awful. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you try to explain that to them and they have, they're big headed and they don't really want to take that feedback. And I think that's where we go wrong. We, yeah, have, right. to learn, we have to learn how to take that feedback and, and just say, you know what? I was wrong. and Maybe I need to change that. So true. So the second part to your question, what is next for me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so many things. So I um right now I'm I'm gearing up for um full figure fashion week, which is gonna be taking place in, in um in New York. Yeah in Manhattan. Um I will be there the whole week. And it just so happened that this year I am being honored as hairstylist of the year. Oh wow! Yes. Oh, so I was hoping yes. you would mention that. Yay! Yes. So, and honestly, this has come. This has come probably not even two months after I received um, another beauty award in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, probably back in March, and that was unexpected. So I've worked with Full Figure Fashion Week for the past five years. I've always been on the team as the hair beauty, hair and makeup team, um, where I'm backstage working on the models. Mm-hmm. I walk the runway. I'm always hands-on with everything. So you can kind of say I, I'm, I'm running things back there along with other people. Right. So um, I, I'm just really thankful and blessed that they thought enough of little old me to say, you know what, thank you. And, um, and for that, let's honor you because um, – we don't, it, it, you know, I guess people who are really diligent in the business, it's hard, it's hard to find those people to work with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful for that. Um, next up, I have something, I'm trying to, uh, I, I'm supposed to be working with a, with a boutique uh, for Essence. I don't know if that's going to be 
um, fulfilled yet. I've never been to Essence, but I would love to go to Essence and work. Mm-hmm. So and do hair, and that's I will be in my element. You belong um, there. Mm-hmm. I belong. All right. And so, and the bigger, <laughs> the big event that's coming up in September is that I'm traveling to Germany. <gasps> yes. Um, for um, they are having a fashion week in Germany, and I'm one of the lead hairstylists. Yes. Um, so I am trying to get myself together for that. That, that is a headache. I've never been out of the country, per se, to that part of the world. You know what I'm saying? So yes. So this is going to be um, a huge expansion for me. Yes, huge it is. Expansion. So I'm excited about it. And I don't, I don't know what, what more is going to come. I have some other things in the work I can't really talk about. But, you know, I got some other things going on. But um, I'm just excited. You should yes. be. I'm excited about it. You We're excited for happen, you. But I'm excited about it. <laughs> We are definitely excited for you, and we'll be praying for you on all of those things. You're about to say something, B? I was just saying, I was just going to say I'm happy for you, and I'm excited for you. Um, And it's just, you know, it's just an awesome thing to see someone's dreams fulfilled and then some. So, Especially if you know them and you're able to see the progression, even if you don't always know all of the details. It's still Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Right, right. Um, It's a blessing, and I'm just so thankful for God is good. He truly is. I was watching um, Devon Franklin, uh-huh. and oh, he yeah. he was just basically saying that if it's people around you that are receiving blessings and doing good, you know, you're supposed to clap for them and hype them up and then open your arms and be like, okay, because if you're doing it, it's I'm going to give me some too. Yeah, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. I always am happy for us doing great things. So yes. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see what, what's to come. I'm jealous that you got to talk to Erica and person or whatever, but I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, baby, I know. I love her. Next time we go do this, I'm going to be there because I want to be in the room. Yes. But I want to be present. I want to be face-to-face because, I mean, y'all give good energy, and I like that. You know, I like good energy. Yes. <laughs> As do you. It bounces off. Um, I did want to say one other thing. Earlier today, you and I were talking about um, this show, this show that came out that I kind of want you to touch on. And then um, before we started recording, B and I were talking about, uh, well, I was talking to her about Paris is Burning. And so last week at the end of the show, we just talked about how we are entering into or now we're in um, Pride Month. So can you just talk to us a little bit about this? Because I haven't seen the show um, that you were trying to tell me about earlier, but it sounds so interesting. Well, let's just talk about first. Let's talk about that. This show has come at such a great time of the month. Mm-hmm. We have just entered in June, and June is Pride Month. And for those who don't know what Pride Month is, Pride Month is a is a month where individuals of the LGBTQ lifestyle um, celebrate. We celebrate being free. We celebrate living openly, mm-hmm. living in color, living living our living our true lives, and. I am so, you know, for a long time, I was not comfortable with really, like, participating in Pride and things of that nature, but I have stepped out my box, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have, um, I'm actually volunteering for the second year for Charlotte Pride. Okay. I'm so excited about that, and I'm encouraging more people of um, friends and family to come out and just support, mm-hmm. come to the parade, come and help out, because, you know, hey, 
we're human beings and everybody and I and let me just say this. I think Pride Month is not always geared around just gay pride. Right. I think you should just I think you should just be proudful for who you are. And yes. And you should celebrate that every day. And it doesn't you don't have to be gay or bisexual. You can be just a straight woman and say, I'm straight and black and I'm beautiful and I'm proud about it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm gonna celebrate I'm gonna celebrate you being gay and proud too. And I'm and I'm just so happy. And so we can segue into this whole idea of this new show that FX has come out with called Pose. Okay. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, what is this gonna be about? And when I saw the trailer, I instantly thought about Paris is Burning. Yes. And what I, if a lot of people don't understand that, just like Paris is Burning, Pose is actually taking place in the same era of the 1980s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a dance musical. It's a lot of dancing. Um, the dancing is what we call voguing. Mm-hmm. And it shows you the lifestyle of the gay community and how the LGBT community survived back in the 80s when they had no family. Yeah. When their mothers reject them, when their fathers have rejected them, they will create something called houses. And these houses where you had house mothers and house fathers, now these were not your real mothers and your real fathers, but this was your gay mother mm-hmm. or your gay father. And they took you in because you had nowhere to live. And so you had a house. And so they, they had these different houses and they had the house of Ebony, the house of Givenchy, and the house of, you know, um, God, the house of, of Chanel, and they have all these <laughs> houses, but they have these houses because back in the 80s, that was all that these gay people had, right. because they had nowhere to live, and a lot of people don't understand is that they lived on the street, yeah. prostitution mm-hmm. was their means of money, right. stealing, mm-hmm. stealing, selling drugs, doing drugs, they're going to show all of this in pose, because this is what goes on even now, Yes, but it was really bad in the 80s, and I think now we're in 2018 where acceptance has become a little bit more broader. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have we now have safe houses. In Charlotte, they have a um, LGBTQ um, community center oh. for the youth who have nowhere to live. And the building is completely sponsored by four donors who donated millions of dollars. The building is completely paid for. They don't have any bills. They don't owe anything. Oh, Everything in the building is brand new. They have beds for them to sleep on. They have a pantry with food, and they have a closet full of clothing. They have games. It's a safe zone. Mm-hmm. And so basically, it posed, that's what these houses were. It was a safe zone. Right. They were creating a safe zone. And so therefore, this is all going through during the time in New York and during Trump's rises, Trump's era, when he was he was known, but he wasn't as known as he is now. So mm-hmm. they kind of infused Trump. Because, of course, nine times out of ten, this is drama, this is TV, so of course they're going to throw Trump in there and, you know, try to change mm-hmm. it up a little bit. But I encourage you to watch, because I think you're going to see some things that's going to be troubling. You're going to see mm. some things that are going to be heartbreaking. And you're going to say to yourself, how could that happen? Why would that happen? And they, they really talk about the ugly side of HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
drug use and just how I mean, it's just so much. The DL community, how men are living on the DL. Right. We talked a little bit about that. So this was just all episode one, and episode one was two hours. Wow. I'm more than sure that they're going to show it again. It comes on on Sundays at nine o'clock. Okay. So I encourage you all to have a, a gathering. I mean, I think we should just go and do a watch party. We Why should. Not? Why not? We should. I was talking I mean, to to Tiffany about. We, about the, you know, the houses and the Vogan. And, and I had watched a, a documentary about how, you know, a lot of people really, you know, even though I feel like Madonna kind of brought, you know, voguing and those types of things a little bit more mainstream, a lot of people felt right. as though she ripped off the culture. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, um, especially as someone of color in the um, LGBTQ community, it's like... You get ripped off twice because, you know, we get a lot of stuff. <laughs> we get a lot of stuff from, you know, our brothers and sisters in that community. And so right. how do you feel about that? You know, with because, I mean, you know, anything that happens pops. Yes. And, and we, right. we we take it on and there it is. So how do you feel about, you know, a culture that was once, you know, just. For this community, because nobody else wanted exactly. that community integrated with mainstream community because of groupthink, exactly. and now all of a sudden everybody's using the words, everybody's wearing the clothes, you know, everybody everybody has the mannerisms. We were discussing it under the guise of um, people being like being homophobic, homophobic sometimes, but then they don't even realize in their daily lives like how much of a contribution that people have made just by being themselves and developing their own community and ecosystem of existence because of, you know, not being accepted. Like, I'm sorry, the whole contouring thing, that came straight from, you know, like drag shows and stuff. That's where that comes from. You know, so we get a lot of our everyday things from people that were once, you know, look down upon it. Even now, some people still shunned. feel that way. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're still shunned. And it just, you know, I just love everybody. And I just, you know, it just warms my heart. Like, just hearing you talk about it, it's like, okay, I got to watch the show now Definitely. because I'm going to get my entire life, pun intended. <laughs> get, <laughs> get your my, life. Get my entire life. So we may have to have a watch party and just, honey, drink right. ourselves I, I, and I, I, laugh I, 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 and giggle. so funny because... Um, when I get on Facebook and I see, <laughs> when I see straight men say, "Ooh, that's uh, throwing shade," that's what I and said. I myself, and I think to myself, I'm just, "Really? Is he really using my terms?" <laughs> because I'm like, like I feel, I feel like I'm being robbed. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. you know where shade came from, right? But I right. think not only did Madonna steal the whole voguing thing and brought it mainstream, but I think a lot of the reality shows mm-hmm. yes. um, have really brought it to mainstream. But, you know, I also have an issue with the reality shows where gay men are used as an entertainment. Right. Or an accessory. Or an accessory. Right. Where where they're, like, I'm an accessory. Like, oh, every every, every girl should have a gay. Right, yeah. And what do you mean by that? Like, every girl should have a gay friend, which I don't have an issue. I think, I, I do believe that every girl should have a man with some, Many besides to us, other than the flamboyant one, I right. have no issues with the Miss 
Lawrence's and the Derek James. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other gay men who are not like them, yeah. and they're not shown on TV because they feel like, oh, well, you don't fit the mold of what a gay would be. What does gay look like? Exactly, exactly. exactly. You know, but, but this whole, this whole I, I mean, even when it comes down to fashion, you know, the, the way that men are wearing the fitted clothes and, oh and, and, and the slippers and mm-hmm. the attire, which, which once used to be called gay, mm-hmm. gay clothing. Everybody's rocking it. Mm-hmm. Some rappers who still, you know, say things about the community are wearing some of those same clothes. And it's kind of like, have you looked in the mirror today? Right. It's just cr- I mean, the, the company that you're wearing, they, they don't even understand the, la- the label that you're rocking mm-hmm. is owned by a gay man. Exactly. He, he designed that for you. A gay man stitched that together. A gay man put you together all the all, So at the end of the day, who, why would you even make that statement? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. For human beings, but I don't mind kicking and cutting up with you. <laughs> However, there's still another side of us that oftentimes TV doesn't see, and that's why I'm so excited that Pose mm-hmm. is, is, is doing this because they're showing the other side of the gay community. Right. There's something and to be I'm so said. Me too. There's something to be said for. Uh, people, I know when you were talking earlier about watching the show and how, you know, there's some things that are going to break our hearts and we're going to ask, you know, how can these things happen? But um, I mentioned groupthink earlier and there's something to be said for people who feel safe and feel loved and feel respected and feel like that they can be themselves out in public. You know, a lot of, a lot of bad things can be quashed you know, on the front end, if people feel like they can just be themselves. And I find myself having this conversation a lot of times. Um, You said that, you know, people have this idea of what gay is supposed to look like. And I have to remind people from time to time, okay, a gay man is still a man or a gay black man is still a black man. Like, you know, just like we always say, black people are not a monolith. Like gay people are not a monolith. Like, the LGBT community at large, you know, is, oh man, it just encompasses so much. We we can have the I conversation mean, girl, for years to come. People don't understand. They, they're, they're, they're looking for an image. I said, no, your gay man could be your quarterback on your football That's team. That's right. And, a, and it's a lot of them that are. <laughs> a lot. And let, me, and let me tell you, you know, going, going to an HBCU, I think that was a big deal back then, you mm-hmm. know, Everyone wanted to be accepted, and I think that was the hardest issue for a lot of men. Why we have so many DL men because they still want that brotherly connection. They still want to be. They want to blend in with the community. Whereas some of us, you know what, we can't blend in. No, <laughs> right. you know, born I mean, to stand and, out. And I mean, and I mean, and I, I mean, I'm just gonna have to stand out. But I don't. I cannot live a lie, and I, and I tell you, I don't know how some of them are doing it. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they get up every day and consistently stick with that story. Because there has to be, there has to come a time where there's a mental break. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, where you just can't do it anymore. I mean, some would even go as far as marrying women. Yes. And, and, and building families and lives. And once again, Pose is going to show you that side. Mm-hmm. Um, of that world of you know these men who are married with children and but they have this 
other side that, you know, that they can't knock and they don't know what they should do, but the world is telling them that you are a man and you need to get married to a woman and you should have a family and you need to work in corporate America. This is not you and you can't do this, but who set those rules? Right. Mm-hmm. You can be whatever you want to be, and I think when people are allowed to just live out loud, I think women will be much more thankful. Yes. Because therefore, the man you land to, you won't have to worry about, oh, is these people with, the, with, with Mary or is these people with Tom? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. You know, so I mean, it's just, we, we're getting there. We're getting better. I think millennials are getting a little bit more comfortable with themselves. Yes, uh, I agree. Our generation, we're, we're, we're comfortable, but we started, we were late bloomers. Like, we're starting in our 30s and 40s to really live in our truths. Right. Whereas the millennials, they coming out the womb like what up? Yeah. I know what it is. It's no big deal. That I, I so, actually I mean, love that. Me too. Just just do you because you know, I, I have a friend that, you know, we've we've always known that either he was bisexual mm-hmm. or he was gay, you know? And he has lived this terrible life. I mean, just hurting himself, you know, just sad, getting on drugs. Until, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of, maybe like two years ago, he finally, like, posted a picture with his boyfriend. And I'm just like, finally. Right. Like, we know already, like, you know, but they have to. But what made him feel, the question is, what, what made him feel like he, he couldn't, couldn't do that? And, you know, mm-hmm. that's a sad life to live where you just have, you know, tor- lived in torture because you're so scared of what other people are going to say or think or, you know, why do you feel that way? Why have we fostered this environment to where it's okay for you to feel that way? And so I think the more um, dialogue that is had, the more, you know, openness that is, um, you know, um, shared and given, the better off we'll be for generations to come. But I'm excited for, you know, where we're going now and where even where we are now, you know, with the with the acceptance. So agreed. agreed. We have to ask we have to ask ourselves the question that, you know, one day we're gonna have children. Mm-hmm. And how are we gonna treat our children growing up in in the world of the millennial world? And and I mean, you know, what what are we going to do? I mean, are we gonna always continue to be angry about something that we don't understand? You know, I mean, and I think that's just where we have to come to realize that we're human and who you love has absolutely nothing to do with me. Nothing. Nope. At all. And why and why are you so concerned about who that man loves or who that woman loves? Because it does not stop the way you breathe, it doesn't it doesn't affect your money. Right. It doesn't affect your living arrangement. So why are we so concerned and why are we so angry to the point where we're actually causing harm to people because of that? Like what what that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm just happy that we're slowly getting out of that shift, you know. But we, we but it's even more to the gay community that we have to work on because there is a segregation within the gay community as well. But we might have to save that for another second. And yes, like that's, why, that's why you're gonna have time. to come. That's why you're gonna have to come in person and have mojitos. With yes, us. that's why we see. Yes. See, we are. Listen, we are way in this because these are real issues, and these are this is stuff that. You know, people need to hear and they need to talk about because I don't know how many times I've said what you just said. What does it matter right. to you? What does it matter? Like it that has that's none of your business. It's not affecting you. So we we're gonna have to, you know, maybe put a pause in this and then have you come and 
you know, just really dive into these issues and talk about them more. So, so true. And good to have the conversation. Yes. Well, Nathaniel, thank you for expounding on this conversation. Thank you for your transparency, for always yes. showing the Culture Shock podcast love. We adore you. And we appreciate your presence, not only on the show today, but in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I do want you to hang in here with us. We're about to wrap up the show, but there are a few um, things that we always do before we leave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, the first thing is, um, what inspired you guys this week, or what made you laugh your heart's desire? I'm thinking about that. All right, I'm going to let me go first. Um... Okay, so not to get all mushy, but I think having this conversation nice. has inspired me even more because, I don't know, my heart is always just open and full mm-hmm. for people who have been marginalized or oppressed or who come from struggle, not to say that your worth is any less than ours when you have been in those situations, but just hearing a story of triumph from Nathaniel has really inspired me. And my eyes are watering up. My, like I'm really, such, yeah. Like, you know, that has really inspired me and it has touched me because, you know, it just speaks to the will and the power and the drive of people and to the power of God. So that has really inspired me and my heart is all warm and open and I just don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was so beautiful. How about you, Nathaniel? So I so recently, um, I follow a makeup artist, and her name is Robinson, and she's out of um, DC. And even though I'm not a makeup artist, um, I'm still learning that that side of me. I mean, mm-hmm. That's that's the part of expanding my brand and really dipping into the makeup arena. But she always sends these emails weekly or bi-weekly, and, and they're so encouraging. And she stated something um, that her mentor said to her, and it says, never grow alone. Mm-hmm. And I had to think about what did that mean. And, and it's almost like I remember a book that I read in college stating never eat alone. Mm-hmm. And basically, never doubt yourself and never doubt your brand and your entrepreneurship that if you never expand or take the risk, no one else would know about you. You would never grow. You will always be in that one spot, never mm-hmm. expanding. So if you don't take a step or a risk, you would never grow. If you would never, no one else would never grow with you. Yes. So never grow alone. So therefore, you have to make that risk and take that step in life. And even if you, even if twenty people don't accept it, and only one person accepts it, that's one extra person that's on your team. That's helping you grow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So don't be afraid to venture out and, and communicate with people outside of your race, outside of your religion, outside of your state. Connect with everyone. Everyone that you do that in my arena is 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 a, is a future customer. Somebody is always connected to someone that could be a future customer. Mm-hmm. A sister, cousin, aunt, mom, you know, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister, cousin, you know, auntie. Somebody knows somebody. Mm-hmm. that's going to know about me, that's going to tell them. So therefore, never go alone. And I think that that really sat with me and that really made me think about some things that, you know, we have to take some risk in this life. And we don't know what the outcome may be, but if you don't take the risk, you will never know if you were even going to be successful. 
Love it. Love it. Good word. Um, I was inspired by, so we have a peer um, that also went to Winston-Salem State University. His name is Winston. He goes by Wilmo. Um, everybody, you know, in the area or if you, you know, were at school when we were at school knows him. And he's a charlatan also. Um, he's actually celebrating a birthday today, but it's not about that. He posted a recording earlier this week. And I don't know where they were. It looks like it was a community meeting of sorts. But in the wow. video, it's a couple seconds of his father, who is 71 years old, kneeling at this community meeting during the Star Spangled Banner. And wow. <laughs> um, I can remember, like, within the last year, going back home to do a concert. And I forgot that they play the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning of every concert because mm -hmm. it never just dawned on me, you know. And I might have told the story before on the show but um you know I play the violin and so when we got ready to play I just didn't feel comfortable with everything that was going on in the world and his video just reminded me of that but I remember feeling nervous in that moment because I've been playing with these people who are older than me since I was a teenager and here this 71 year old man is down on his knee waiting for them to finish and I was like what right did I have as a younger person to feel nervous about standing up for now I still did it but he you can tell in his face and his demeanor he had no qualms about being on that floor and wish that somebody would say something <laughs> to him about getting up for the Star Spangled Banner so I just that made me feel good and um it really inspired me to continue to fight the good fight and you know feel good about standing up for what's mine gotcha so that inspired me this week. Um, there are some things that we don't want you guys to forget. So, of course, we want to remind you it is LGBT Pride Month. Um, if you're in the Charlotte area, we have the Black Food Truck Thursday on the corner of MLK and South Brevard in Charlotte. So, I know I'm going to be out there. Be I don't know if you're going to be out there, but I love a good yes. food truck rodeo. So, we're going to be checking that out. Um a Taste of Charlotte is June 8th through the 6th. So that, I mean, 8th through the 6th. That's impossible. <laughs> the, 8th, <laughs> the 8th through the 10th. Um, so that's Friday through Sunday. If you want to check out the restaurants that are participating, you mm -hmm. can check them out at tasteofcharlotte.com. Also, the Charlotte Black Film Festival is going on here in Charlotte this week. So, on June the 8th, they have free tickets if you just want to Google Eventbrite. Um, and the name of the film screening is Black Beach, White Beach. That's on Friday the 8th. Um, and it's from 7 p.m. to 9.30. And it's at 1601 West Trade Street. I know I'm giving, you know, our listeners a lot of information. But just if you're looking for something interesting to do. And don't forget that we're gearing up for men's. Health Week, which is June the 11th through the 17th, because we definitely want you guys to take care of yourselves before we get out of here. B, what is your good word for the good people? Um, My good word for the good people. I guess it would just be <sighs> make a choice before what you don't want chooses you. Mm, that's good. Make a choice because if you're like me and you struggle with being indecisive, mm -hmm. eventually a choice will be made. It's gonna be That's made a for fact. you. That's so relatable. It's gonna be made for you, and it may listen, and it may not be the the most positive outcome. Right. So make a choice 
before the choice chooses you. If it's decisions that's got to be made, whether they're hard or not, whether it's conversations that need to be had that are unsettling, go forth and just do it. Go dive into it head on because you're going to become a better person for for doing that. And then you've taken your power and you've made that choice for yourself. You didn't allow circumstances or someone else to make those choices for you. So that would be wow. my good word for today. Okay, I'm a preacher in this place. You hear me? <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, Courtney be a preacher. Courtney be a preacher. <laughs> Nathaniel, do you have a good word? You know what? Live out loud, live in color, and live unapologetically. Yes. You know? Beautiful. Be authentic. <laughs> no matter what it is. <laughs> we can't wear the mask for too long. This is not a Tyler Perry play. Okay, Paul Lawrence okay. Dunbar. I heard, you. <laughs> I heard you. That's a good word. That is. Um, okay. I had a conversation with my mom this morning, and it was a reminder that energy never dies. This is relevant in all scenarios. Energy never dies. And so um, my good word for the good people would be reserve something for you because the energy is going to get used. You know what? I need to stop in the middle of my good word because... B, you and I usually have good words that like align with one another. Always. Because now that I'm talking, what I have to say a lot directly aligns with what you were saying. Yeah. Like your energy is going to get used regardless. Mm -hmm. And so you just need to determine if the person who's going to use it is you or the person who's going to use it is everybody else around you because yes. people are going to get their needs met. Their people are going to get their need. Girl, you, I would throw my phone across <laughs> this room. People are going Come to. On, Okay, <laughs> people are going to get their needs met, and it doesn't matter what at what cost to you. No, not at all. You know, and and it may not even be any ill intent. It's mm -hmm. just people want what they want, so you have to make sure that your needs are being met first right. and foremost. Because as I say all the time, you cannot pour out of an empty cup. Amen. I can't give you what I do not have. So you right. have you okay? Right. So you you have to make sure that. You are taking care of you because whether you like it or not, people going to take care of them. Right. People going to take care of them and what they want. Girl, you better. I'm about to get up and run around here. This is good. This was a good talk today. <laughs> As a call to action from the Culture Shock podcast, we want to know, number one, what you guys thought of this week's show since we had our first official guest. And as a call to action, I also want to remind you something that Nathaniel said on the show today which was be kind. So go out into the world this week and be kind to someone else. Do something nice for somebody that is outside of your scope. So if you're Christian, make a Muslim friend. Or, you know, mm -hmm. if you are, you know, heterosexual, you know, and you're not familiar with, you know, the community, the LGBT community, go out and see if you can at least speak to somebody or give them a positive word that maybe maybe you're black and they're white or they're you're white and they're black, you know. Let's just try to co-mingle a little bit this week and make friends with somebody who does not look like or acts like us. That's right. That was good. Yep, Nathaniel James. I know, right? We got a bunch of good words on this show. <laughs> so, um, tell the people how they can contact you, Nathaniel. Well, you can always find me on Instagram. It's, it's hair by Nathaniel underscore J. That is J-A-Y-E on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, it is just Nathaniel J. Uh, Hare, just Nathaniel J. Hare. Or you can follow my website. Um, it is www.nathanieljhare.com. And, of course, it is www.nathanieljhare.com. 
yes. website. You can reach us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. On SoundCloud, we're on Google Play and iTunes. You can always give us a review or reach us via email at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Any last words, B? Nah, I'm good. I, we done said a mouthful, child. Truly, <laughs> truly. All show. All show. Indeed. Nathaniel, thank you again. Um, we are stronger together. We love you guys. I am a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And we out. We out. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.